Well, welcome everybody to this episode of The Authentic Advisor, which discusses and debates the hot topics impacting business advisors globally. My name's James Mason, and I'm joined to talk about the important topic of resilience by my guest, Dr. Daryl Cross from the Institute for Leadership Coaching, who's a leadership and executive coach based in Adelaide, Australia. So welcome, Daryl. Thank you, James. Good to be here. Yeah, really looking forward to your insights today on, on resilience. Uh, but you know, looking back, you've worked across so many different areas, you know, as the the name suggests with leadership and coaching and psychology. Um, but I'd just be interested for our listeners to better understand a little bit more about your advisory business at the moment and a bit of your journey to date. Absolutely. Thanks, James. I guess um, my career started in psychology and still is. Uh, I'm a clinical and organisational psychology. So I spent uh, a few years in federal government and uh, as a psychologist figured that didn't quite fit me and then ended up uh, lecturing at a couple of Australian universities for 10 years before then moving back into uh, hospital settings and then my own practice. But I fell into coaching a bit by accident. Uh, that's simply the nature of this uh, city, which is about uh, 1.5 million and it's a big country town in a way. And I, people started to seek me out for advice on their business. So that's where coaching started about 20-odd years ago. And then I went to, uh, to Santa Barbara in the US to get some coaching qualifications and University of Sydney. And I really enjoyed that immensely. So it really helps to be a psychologist and to be involved with business leaders and helping them because uh, it's, it's not always, as you know, about the bricks and mortar. It's, uh, it's more about the people. It's more about the culture. It's more about how do I expand myself and improve myself. And coaching fits well into that. And so a lot of the advising I do is um, into with individual leaders. And I also do a lot of work with family businesses, as it happens to. Uh, that's a nice blend of everything I've done in the past, uh, to help out family businesses because families, you know, James are, are uh, interesting at the best of times, throwing a bit of power and money and it's, it can be a cocktail. So um, yeah. a lot of work with family businesses as well. Yeah. Well, as you said, it's, it, all your skill sets quite complementary um, in both of those spaces at the moment. And, and you've had a 17 year journey with, with mind shop. And I was reflecting coming into today's, uh, session, uh, an interesting moment that jumped to mind where you and I are talking about uh, some of the topics you do talk a lot on and put some great YouTube videos down. And I raised with you yeah. that you had one on time management that had had 300,000 views, which uh, surprised you. And I sort of took another look before doing this. And there's a lot of others right up there in the numbers as well. So what, what do you put that down to that you've been getting so much cut through with a lot of your videos online, which are, are great demonstrations of capability? Yeah, it's interesting, and, and I really am was fortunate to have joined MindShop because I wanted to hang out with business people rather than people of my own profession, and MindShop was just a unique opportunity to do that and learn about business at the same time, even though I ran my own business. Um, but I guess some of the messages that I had as a psychologist coming into that business arena on managing time and communication and being an effective uh, communicator, um, being a, a effective at work-life balance started to resonate with people. And that really just surprised me that things that I, in a sense, had taken for granted, and, and that's, that's my bad, um, that others really wanted to hear about. 
And so I was really grateful to be, share some of those, those messages about uh, life, um, what it's all about. Not that I know that exactly, but I'm having a crack at it like all of us are. And, and how to get, how to be your best and what it takes to be successful as an individual um, and in your business. So, yeah, those messages seem to resonate. And uh, thanks to you, because uh, you were instrumental in getting some of those early videos up on the, on the net. And I look at them now and there's, there's this dark-haired guy standing in front of a, a whiteboard and they get hits and it's like, oh, Gee, oh, you, it, how does it, that happen? Yeah, well, you know, good, good looks help, um, obviously. Um, but I, I think you are <laughs> being serious. That, that your, your ability to simplify the complexity around a lot of these topics that you talk about is is fantastic and powerful. Mm. And obviously, what's led to a number of the the high hit rates you've got. And and I guess sw- swinging to resilience, um, mm. how would you define that at the moment? And what would you you know around? Uh, you know, why do you think that's of high performance um, to advisors in the current market? Oh, look, I mean, it's always been there, James. Uh, there's no doubt that I think resilience has been something that we just can't afford to overlook. But when you get, well, we had a VUCA world. Um, we've talked about a VUCA world in the last couple of years in Mindshot. And then on top of a VUCA world where people are struggling already, you get a COVID world where not only are they struggling, but the world gets turned upside down. So if you haven't got resilience at that point, you're going to be really struggling. And there's a fairly succinct definition, and it goes along the lines of it's the process of adapting well in the face of adversity, tragedy, threats, or significant sources of stress. So the process of adapting well in the face of onslaught. And I think... That makes sense to me because I, I also call resilience mental toughness. It's having that, that toughness to see it through. And that toughness, I think, comes about from three Cs, if I can do the three. Um, the, the first is commitment. You've got to have commitment towards a goal, um, your motivation, your engagement. You've got to have a focus. That's really important because otherwise you're wafting around and you're anyone's and you get blown in the wind. So you've got to have that commitment. And then you've got to secondly have the next C is control. You've got to have control over as much as you can. Now, we can't control the economics. Um, mm. We can't control the, 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 the big picture with a, with a COVID or, or a pandemic, but there are things we can control in our own life. So we've got to make sure we can control those goals and control those aspects and also control our own emotions. And that's really important in this resilience and mental toughness. Control your own emotions, regulate them, don't let them get out of hand. People don't like to see you lose it. That's Mm. not a good look. And then uh, thirdly is confidence. It's the the confidence that you would have in yourself um, to make it happen. It also means you're a cup half full and not half empty. And at that point, I guess it's important to be challenging your negative self-talk. Oh, man, this always happens to me. Why now? Why at this time? Oh, strike. You know, I'm in the wrong place, wrong time. It's flipping that around and really challenging that self-talk. So I think it's absolutely critical that we know how to manage the ups and downs of, of life and, and of business. And without that, 
you're going to you're going to probably end up on the rocks and shipwrecked as a leader and and as an individual and and the leader has to be able to show the way James um, because the troops are looking to you and so if you haven't got resilience you're going to really struggle as an individual and certainly struggle as a leader because your troops want to know that you're coping in the face of uh, adversity. Absolutely. And you're seeing for high performance as an advisor at the moment, they've got to almost lend that uh, resilience and, and energy and um, practicality to their clients at the moment and seems to be a key attribute of those that are, especially in the current marketplace, getting success versus those that might be struggling a bit more to attract clients and retain clients. Would you agree? Yeah, look, it, it, uh, advisors have to be resilient in the same way because they are the sidekick, running sidekick or your wingman, I guess, to the business leader or the manager or the supervisor. And if you, side, if you can't rely on your sidekick, um, then <laughs> you're really going to be floundering. So it is important that the advisor in the same way is resilient and learns how to deal with the stress and the adversity that's before us. And those leaders or advisors that you're observing in the field, is there any particular attribute or trait that you're finding is, is working against that level of resilience and holding them back? Um, you know, if you had to sort of name one. Um, I guess there are some things that I find do hold them back. Um, without um, being too dynamic here, um, if, if, in fact, they've got a traumatic background or a chaotic background and their life is a mess, then probably uh, being an advisor or a business leader, you're not going to be able to do your job because mm. you've got chaos around you or you've got chaos or you're carrying a kit bag of, uh, of, of rubbish with you, which is making the journey heavy. So it's really about getting your own life in order before you can help others and I think that's really important and that really means um, looking after yourself too mm. um, that means uh, that you don't engage in poor eating and drinking more than you should and actually lots I'm doing lots of work at the moment with uh, frontline health workers and they are telling me that they're consuming more alcohol than they normally would um, which is understandable I think absolutely um, but it's about keeping fit it's about having energy Yes. So you've got to make sure you've got energy um, and don't deplete your energy with bad habits, but really have some, some good habits. So it really is, I think, about looking after yourself and making sure that you've got those good habits. And if you've got any unfinished business that's holding you back, you need to clean that up as well or get some help in cleaning it up. Yes, you certainly don't want to be that energy vampire, if you like, uh, at no. the moment, because I've seen that a few times and it's one of the Achilles heel, if you like, for advisors when they're working with clients that they're sapping more energy than they're giving. So I think that's a, a great yeah. point. And the next 12 months in most markets around the world are going to be relatively challenging. Uh, so is there three tips that you'd be providing to people if they wanted to boost their level of resilience um, to be a better advisor or a better leader in the market? Yeah, look, I think, um, I think there's some really important points here. I think, uh, number one, I think you've got to surround yourself with the right people. Mm. Um, it's a bit like a good football team. It's not just one player that makes it happen. 
Uh, you might have a star, but you've got to have a full team, everyone doing their job. So surround yourself with the right people, people who are trusted and people who are positive. Don't hang out with naysayers or energy vampires, as we call them. And so get the right kind of advisors and coaches around you if you're a leader. And if you're an advisor, hang out with similar like people. I think that's the first thing. Second thing is I think you've got to get some basic training in managing your stress levels um, if it, it, because we're all going to have it and we're all going to get hit. And, and it is uncharted waters as, we, as we're sailing down this uh, end of 2020 and into 2021. So make sure you've got some basic mechanisms in place and abilities to handle your stress level. And I think thirdly, it's really going to be important to think outside the square, James, and, and that might mean getting down to grassroots and talking to customers. It might be experimenting with different product services or looking at ways to enhance the workflow or looking at different procedures and processes. But it is about, I think, being positively minded and looking for opportunities and thinking outside the square. And I think those three things uh, would really help people going forward to boost their own resilience and mental toughness, as, as we've called it. Yeah, great, great points. Agree with all of the above. Uh, so thank you for sharing those. Uh, so finishing off uh, today's uh, catch up is what we like to do is finish off with our four authentic advisor questions. And uh, really right. looking forward to your insights on these because with your background and all the areas that you cover and the different um, businesses that you work with, uh, I think you've got some great insights in this space. So I'm interested in the first question being, what do you feel is the most overhyped trend in advisory at the moment? I think we're looking too much at leaders and managers, and I think we're forgetting to equip the frontline workers with both tools and techniques on the one hand and resilience and wellbeing on the other. And we need to go back to the frontline workers because they are the substance of our businesses, they are the substance of our community. And even though we're focusing on leaders, I think we're doing that well, but I think we've, we can't afford to overlook the frontline people. Okay, so not getting distracted with just leadership program after leader and not digging down deeper into the business. That's right. Terrific, like that. Uh, so what's the one uh, hidden trait of the successful advisors you observe? Uh, yeah, I'm not so, so sure it's so hidden, but it's really those who want to add value and help others. Um, they're really genuine in their desire. They're not just there to make a buck. They're not just there to um, make budget. Um, they're really there because they've got a heartfelt desire to assist and help. And that's the standout trait of successful advisors uh, as far as I can see. Okay. Uh, the third question I've got is, what's the one thing high-performing advisors should do more of? <laughs> That's easy for me, James, and it's, and it's called listen. Mm. Um, really, and I mean really listen uh, before you attempt to give solutions and advice. And uh, you, you may well have heard me say, and, and the folks may get sick of me saying it, but we don't do enough of that, um, and, and we tend to jump in so absolutely stop, prop and listen uh, before you do anything else. And a lot of people take that for granted, but uh, it's easier said than done, I, I find. Uh, yeah. So something good to, to practice. And, and finally, uh, the last question I've got, what's the one thing high-performing advisors should do less of? <laughs> and it's the flip side of that <laughs> first thing. It's really talk less Yes. and, and stop. 
immediately going to a tool or a fix of some sort because I think people attempted to do that because they're all trained to fix stuff, to find solutions, to mend things that are going wrong. And I think we've got to do less of that and really just stop and really listen to what's going on and don't rush for a tool or a solution. Yeah, better understand the problem as a, as a whole. Yeah. So oh, fantastic, Daryl. Really appreciate your time today and sharing all things around uh, resilience for us. There's some great tips for people to take away from today and uh, really appreciate your time. Pleasure, James. Pleasure, James.